Welcome back to the Outview Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Chastity Young. Chastity was born with a limb difference and a form of dwarfism. Join our conversation as we discuss her experience of being on the show Born Different, Body Positivity, and the importance of not dissing our ability. I uh, would like for you to introduce yourself to our right. listeners. Most definitely. Well, my name is Chastity. Um, I am a native of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I am the um, founder of Chasing Chastity, um, which is a organization of mine. It's very new. It's my baby, but it focuses on advocacy for people with disabilities, mostly. Um, but for the most part, um, I, I expanded um, just for me things that I value. I value, you know, people with disabilities having a voice, um, a life of normalcy, um, being able to live proudly and live boldly. Um, I'm a big advocate of body positivity and just being comfortable in your body and more so not even just being comfortable in it, but really like loving who you are and loving who you look like and having the, the, the freedom to look in the mirror and love the person that looks back at you. Um, so that's what Chasing Chastity is about. Um, I was featured in a documentary, uh, Born Different, um, last year. I think it's probably been about a year and a half. Um, and it was something that was um, shown worldwide and it's gotten up to almost, I think, like 100 million views worldwide. Um, so I've used that as a platform to do what I've done prior, which is, again, advocate for people with disabilities, for women with disabilities for black women with disabilities which i kind of call myself a trifecta being a black woman but a black woman with a disability being a woman period um just having different social um windows that you just want to tear down so i'm very bold very proud um and um i'm i'm excited to be here i'm you know i just love to, to talk to other people and i like to share my story and i like to from other stories so that's what pushes me and levels me forward that's great I, I, <laughs> I love so much of um of what you said and and specifically um you know using who you are as you said as a woman as a black woman a black woman with a disability to help uh make changes and, and help people uh, you know, see who, who they are and love who they are. I think that's uh, really important. And I will definitely get back into the uh, body positivity that you mentioned. <laughs> I, I love that part of it. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's something that uh, can be difficult for people who have uh, disabilities to uh, accept the body that they are in. So I will, um, I'll get back to that, I promise. Okay. <laughs> so um, could you, um, could you talk about what your diagnosis is, um, you know, what the name of it is and, and what it actually means and how it has uh, impacted your, uh, your life having this uh, diagnosis? Right. Yeah, definitely. So my diagnosis honestly was something I didn't know what it was called until I did, um, until I did born different. Um, I didn't know what the medical 
diagnosis was um, I was born with a, a form of dwarfism um, and also um, a medical diagnosis that has where you are born without either loss of your extremities like hands, arms, feet, or you have, you know, they're, they're limited. It, it is um, characterized by loss of certain extremities or limbs and also a form of dwarfism is what my medical diagnosis is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I did. I, I saw your, um, the Born Different uh, show, which was really, really <laughs> great to have, um, to see something. And like you said, it, the, the views on it were like really crazy numbers to <laughs> for the views that, yeah the views that were on it and um so uh can you get into that uh, of what the experience was like on uh born different and mm-hmm. um you know how how it came to you and and how you got to be on that uh on that show born different was something i didn't really even i didn't know about it i had a cousin um she would send me videos and um she would always say you need to be on this show and i'm like what show are you talking about and it's so funny every time someone sees a video of somebody missing a leg or missing an arm they think i want to see it (laughs) so people will tag me they will tag me in this in videos of of people missing legs and missing limbs and they think i want to see it so i saw i was tagging a bunch of different videos i didn't know they were born different photos until very recently. Um, so she and I, I started to look into them in, on YouTube and there was a couple that I saw a girl in Houston who I met up with and did a later born different show with her. Um, I looked at her story and I was just so inspired by her. And so that's how I started to see it more. And so me and my cousin, she was like, I don't know how we're going to get you on this show, but we're going to get you on this show. So we found an email and me and her, we found the email and we sent an email to them. And she sent her own personal email. I sent an email. And maybe a month after that, I got an email. I was up. It was like 5 a.m. my time. But they're based out of uh, UK. So my time it was 5 a.m. So I'm oh. up and I got the email. And they were like, we got your emails. We want them. We are, so we would love for you to be on board. <laughs> and so that's how that happened. Like me and my cousin, we kind of tag teamed them. And, and blew their email up and they, <laughs> they were probably like, oh my God, we're sick of these emails. Who is this Chastity girl? So that's how that happened. I probably got on their nerve and they decided, <laughs> and then they decided to do it. <laughs> well, it definitely so, worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. But it was a really awesome experience. Um, just being a part of that, they sent someone out and we filmed, we recorded for a, a, a whole day it was probably a 10 12 hour day of just recording things um oh, wow. and it was really it was different but it was just a, it was really awesome experience and I, I just love to share in any type of way um who I am and, and just my story and and how I developed into who I the person I am but it's so weird because people will notice me and it like I'm some type of celebrity or something I was at the airport one day and this girl she was like chastity she was so loud and i was like i saw you on tv it's so weird because i've had people come up to me and they're like i saw you you're so you're you're i'm like "Mm." like you're some type of celebrity or something but it's it's always cool just to have people different people around that you've influenced and that you've had the the opportunity to make an impact in their lives 
and um, Born Different definitely elevated uh, my ability to do that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I love, I, I love the fact that you, you know, they didn't find you, you found them and you went <laughs> after it. Like that is. I did. <laughs> I did. That I is did. so great. Me and my cousin Shani, her name, we call her Shani. Me and Shani, we were, uh, we, we emailed them. She used to send me messages like, you need to be on this show. Why are you not on this show? And I was like, I don't know, cousin, but we need to figure it out. And so we tag team them. We sent them probably about five emails. So they probably was like, who is this? And But that is, I, I think that is so great though, because it's just like, you know, you saw something that you wanted and you went for it. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, and you said you sent him the email and you didn't hear back from him for a while, but then it was just like, oh, you know, and they got, they got the multiple emails. So it was probably like, oh, maybe we do need to <laughs> look and see who this they is. They probably and, was like, who is this? Because she probably going to email us again. And we, and we would have, we would have sent right. another email. They wouldn't have responded, but they get did. other people involved. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole family. I would have said, right. hey, send this email. Just send me a couple of pictures of me. So we would have. So they, they made a good decision to get us early because we were going to have to get my whole family involved if, if they wouldn't have found me on this show. But it was it was a really great experience. I'm I'm super like thankful for, for being a part of that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you, you mentioned your cousin and um, I, I would like to uh, shift the conversation a little bit into uh, your family life and, you know, growing up um, with a disability and did you ever uh, see people who had a similar disability to you or, um, and what your experience was like growing up in your family and then also, uh, you know, in school and, and outside of your, your household and your family uh, circle? What was that, that experience like for you having a disability? Um, I never saw anyone like me growing up. Um, I've never saw a, another little person. Um, I literally thought I was the only little person in my city um, available. And so growing up, it trying to, let me take back, my family is very supportive um, of, of me and they never made me feel like I was different. I never was excluded from anything. And I mean, never excluded from anything, chores, you know, discipline, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I, if I showed out, it, it, it went down. So I never was excluded from anything. So my family made me feel very much a part of my family. And they, they it was very much, um, I was very much included in everything. But the older you get, even with them being super supportive, you still can need to identify with somebody. And I didn't have anyone, I, I didn't see people like me until... I was in college. Um, I was, and at that time, I went. I was going into the University of Texas at Arlington. I did two years, um, did my basics at a community college. Still didn't see anybody. Um, so I went to college, and that's the first time I saw a little person. And I was like, "Wait, so these people are real?" You know what I mean? It, it was yeah. like, "Where y'all hiding it?" Like, <laughs> so if, it's, <laughs> if it's you, then there are other people. And then there are other people, and then. I gradually started to, the more I started to move around, I started to see other people, little people, but I never saw anyone like myself until Born Different. Again, I saw this girl named Jaleesa, which we met um, 
as well and did a, a born different feature but i saw her and she was born like me you know she didn't have any arms she didn't have you know she i could see myself in her and at that time i was 32 years old and i'm finally like man i really wasn't alone in this world and that show just opened it up to me because you feel like dang you know i'm the only person i'm having to adapt to these people and i'm having to you know meet them where they are and it was just really cool to be around people that we were all in the same level in the same space and i didn't have to try to adapt and meet them where they were but um you know just being a being in my family they taught me just so much with learning how to make things happen for myself because i was around people who weren't like me so that means everything around me wasn't accommodated for me so right. it taught me to to make a way and to try to figure out how to do things my way you know what i mean and figure out how to do what worked for me and they always challenged me they never told me no my parents let me do everything i wanted to do and there were some things i probably shouldn't have done but they was <laughs> like if we tell her no you know what i mean they were like okay go ahead and do it we're gonna be right here when <laughs> right however it go down <laughs> we're gonna be right here if you change your mind if you fail at it if you hurt yourself we're going to be right here for you. So that was something that, you know, I think was really important for building me is that I never ran into a situation where if I didn't know how to do it the way that it was supposed to be done, that mean that didn't mean I wasn't going to do it. That mean I need to find another way to make it happen for me. And so that right. was what was important, what taught with being a family that didn't have a bunch of people like myself that I couldn't see. That's what they taught me how to, make a way you know in a situation where the world is not built for you but that don't you know you you build you build your own world so that it was growing up was very normal for me it really was yeah you do you have to like you said you have to build your own world within this world to mm -hmm. uh to make things work for you and i can definitely relate to what you said also of, about uh not being left out of anything including chores and <laughs> <laughs> and all of that stuff around the house. Baby, chores, I had them. Yeah. Uh, all, all of that. I'll, I go clean your room, go pull your clothes out for school, get your clothes together, do your homework. You want to show out, go in there. You know what I mean? It wasn't, uh -huh. it wasn't anything. It wasn't, no, you know, it, it was very normal, you know, for me. And I appreciate my family for that. I really do for keeping, keeping me grounded and, 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 show, and keeping it, just being real with me. Cause yeah. that's, that's important to me, honesty and just being real with me because this world is, is real. So I don't want to be in a place where there are a bunch of things around me that are, you know, that are sugar coated for me inside of four walls. Cause I can't live in those four walls forever. I didn't want to. So I right. needed to be prepared to get out into this world and, you know, know what I need to do. And, and my family, they, they, they set that foundation for me. They, they made me pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you said, knowing knowing what you're going to be up against and not mm -hmm. sugarcoating things and, and, you know, saying like, oh, everything's going to be easy for you because it's not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think that's that's very important, the honesty of it all. Like, you know, you're going to have to work a little harder to do things and get things that you need and what you want, but, you know, you can do it. That's the, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that was the, uh, the important message that I received from, uh, from my own family of, you know, yeah, you're going to have to work a little harder and you know, do things a little different, but you can do it. And, you and, can. Like you and like you said, if you want to do something, yeah, we'll be here to support you. It might not, you know, <laughs> we might it not might know how it's going to work, work out. out. <laughs> right. We don't but know how it's going to work out. 
and that's not something that I think is is a a thing that's only for people who who have a physical um, difference. You know, that's for everybody. You're gonna right. do something. You know, I don't think you should take that away from people who are born different. You should say, mm-hmm. okay, don't do that. It may not work for you. That's for everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? That's 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 across all types of communities. No matter who you are, no matter your race, no matter your your physical ability, there are going to be some things that may not may not work for you. But I think that builds character, and I think that sometimes with people who who are who have a physical difference or you know who body different or born different, you want some experiences. You want to take away failure and take away mistakes. That that builds character. So I, I'm just glad that you know I had I had the freedom to be a, a, a human that could make a mistake and could fail, and it wasn't going to bounce back off where you couldn't do it because you were disabled. No, no it just didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it right. just didn't work. So I want the first person that failed at it, and I won't be the last. Yeah, that's so so important, and like you said, for everybody, not just for mm-hmm. people that were uh, born different. And it's just. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an important message that everybody should uh, that everybody can relate to. I think, yeah, uh, for sure. And and the failures and and things not working out the first time around, and you have to, you know, just keep trying, and and you will, uh, you know, definitely uh, reach reach your goal and and achieve, uh, you know, whatever your plan is, and and you'll get to it. But uh, it's a very good uh, very good message for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. What. Um, I, I know from uh, watching your video, you have, uh, you have a few siblings, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So my, uh, I grew up with uh, my sister and uh, we grew up in the same household and she's a year and a half older than me. She also didn't uh, let me miss out on any of the, um, you know, fighting and ev- everything. And <laughs> so okay. we, we always, yeah, we always uh, got into it. And um but again, it was it was one of those things where, you know, she could bother me and mess with me. But as soon as we go outside the house, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. nobody else could say anything to me about you know my disability. That's <laughs> how it's supposed to be. That and that's how it was. Like you know, with my siblings, cousins, if we all fought and got into it, that's what we did. But outside of us, and it was a problem. And we all getting together. We're going to fight you. Right. But it, it, they wouldn't let none of that happen. We, we you know, we tell jokes. Even my sister, like, uh, I have a sister and a brother. But my best, one of my best friends, me and my sister is one of our closest friends. Um, she's like a sister to us. So I say I have two sisters and mm-hmm. a brother. But um, my sister, Ashley, you know, she, 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 she likes to tell jokes. And mm-hmm. she tell jokes all day. Me and her would she tell little jokes, little jokes about, but that's, you know, that's my sister. If you ever think about telling a joke and she didn't ordain that joke, it's going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? So right. If, you know, I just, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be uptight like that. I want people to be comfortable around me and then not to feel like, oh, I can't say that. And, and, you know, it's, if you know somebody, that's the difference. If you don't know me, then you don't know who I am, what I like and how to address me. But, you know, in my family, we were all, were just, Com- it was comedy you know we cracked right. jokes I cracked jokes you know what I mean so it, but it, you couldn't do it if you don't know her and you ain't part of the family oh it was gonna be a, it was gonna be World War Three. <laughs> absolutely and that's um I have a really good friend uh that I know from college and she's really good she loves to crack the jokes when other people are around who don't know me 
and people who may not realize that we know each other. So it <laughs> makes for a very awkward but funny very <laughs> situation. Yes, that's that's how my sister is. They're like, she they're like, oh my God. And then she, especially with questions, if someone asks questions, she used to answer the most in the most just vile way. Like people would be like, Well, what happened to your hands? She'll just bust out, oh, we cut them off. And they would be like, uh. What? And she would just walk off. I'm like, Ashley, that's a kid. You can't tell them that you cut. <laughs> So it was, it was, it was fun, you know, just growing up in, uh, with, with them and dealing yeah, my, with them. Uh, it. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend who I was just talking about, her name is uh, Teresa. We went, we went to an outdoor concert one time and it was a group of us that went, but we were outside sitting on the lawn and I, um, I used crutches. So I had my crutches that day, but there was a storm coming. So I, you know, I was like, okay, like, I don't know what this storm is going to be. If it's just rain, I'll be fine. But if there's lightning and stuff, like if it's a real storm, I probably need to like get into my car. I don't need to be out here. I have braces that have metal. I have my crutches that are metal. Um, I was like, I think I'm going to head to my car. Out of nowhere, without missing a beat, she says, your crutch tips are rubber. You're grounded. You'll be fine. I said, <laughs> oh, I, I said, oh, uh, good point. You know, and people looking around, they're like, wait, what? Like, you're laughing at that? I was like, yeah, I was like, it's my best friend. I was like, we're fine. Yeah, she can say stuff like that, but you know, you know, nobody else can. You can't, you don't know me, right? You right. say something crazy, it's going to be a, a serious problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, and I was mainly concerned about everybody else that was there. I was like, if, if a lightning bolt comes down, like a bunch of people are getting taken out. And she's like, oh, you're, you're fine. You have metal. You, your, your, your crutch tips are, are rubber. You'll, you'll be fine. You're grounded. I was like, oh, okay, good point. And I was like, maybe I'll stay for a little longer. And people were like, no, I think you should still go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You need that kind of humor around you do you really do to you you need people that those are people that are going to you know just keep you grounded you you need to be able to feel that that feels normal you know people talk you know crack jokes with their friends i feel like you're you're around me and and you you know baby babysit me and all that type of stuff it's i feel like you don't see me as a whole being you know like there are certain parts of me that you don't that you don't see and, and and being whole means you know, just being transparent and, and allowing yourself to have fun and, and just being real with your friends and being chill with your friends and able to let your hair down without it always going back to your disability. So I right. think you need, you need friends like that around. Probably not all your friends, but you need a couple of friends that'll just, you know, do those type of things every right. now and then. A couple people, yes. A couple, not all of them. Then it's going to be a, another problem. And, uh, we don't want all them problems. <laughs> no, no, we don't need all those problems for sure. We don't need all the problems and conflict. I can't, I can't fight everybody now. Right. <laughs> Some so, of y'all can get it, but everybody not going to be, I, I can't do everybody. <laughs> outside of your family, uh, how, how were you, uh, how were you treated uh, like in school and, you know, in your neighborhood uh, by the other kids and adults or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever you uh, encountered? outside of your house, how, how did that go? Um, outside of my family, from what I can remember with school, for the most part, I don't remember being treated differently or, or having any type of 
bullies or anything. And I think it had to do a lot with, with me. And, you know, sometimes when, like, as I mentioned, my family built a very strong foundation. They built a very strong woman. So when it was time to go to school, I was excited. I, you know, I'm, 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 around, I'm around kids. I'm around my cousin. I have a big family. So I was around other, other people like my age. Um, but I do know that growing up, I, people, once they, once you get past the curiosity of, of me and like, okay, what happened? And then we have that conversation and then it's like, okay, boom, kids are, are, are very, or like that. Even when, even now, if I talk to a kid and they're like, what happened to your hands? I explain it. They move on. And that's really, you know, how it was, you know, growing up, you know, people realize, you know, okay, she's cool. She can still play with us. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> can you still play? Can you still do this? Can you still do that? And I was still very involved in, in with my peers where they didn't, they, they knew I was different, but I didn't act different. I wasn't in a separate area from everyone else. I was with everyone else. And that was really important because it wasn't like, you know, Chastity was this outsider. You know, she was our, you know, she was my friend that was born different. Um, I think when you get into adolescence, even being an old, you know, 12, 13, 14, things started to change for me as far as just getting into that age where everyone is starting to grow and get bigger and get taller and you're not, and you just have those normal feelings that I think most preteens go through. Um, but still, I develop very strong friendships. Like my friends that I'm friends with now are people that I met during that time when I was 12, 13, 14. And mm -hmm. we have these 20 year relationships where they were just like, you know, we, we love you. We love your personality. Like you're fun to be around. And, um, you know, I, I developed some very solid relationships and was really, I was really popular. I think I'm trying to take, take it the long route, but short, short route. I was in school. I was very, I was very popular. People, they, they liked me. You know, I was, I, I was a cheerleader. I was on a dance team. I was very involved. Um, I was a, on the step team. Like I, I was homecoming queen. I, I was very involved in everything and was mm -hmm. pretty popular. And I think that people respected that, you know, there was like, you know, Chastity, she didn't hide out and, you know, you know, social distance herself from us. I was very a part of, of, of everything and everyone. And I think that people, that's what people loved about me is that, you know, I, I was, I want, I was just like them. Once you allow yourself to get past what someone looks like, you, you know, that we're all in the core, you know, we're all just alike. I knew right. how to dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew how to, I knew how to dress. I always had my hair done. I was always, you know, that, and that was just something I just like to do just being a girl, being, you know, mm -hmm. being a very feminine uh, woman. I was always dressed nice and my hair was always done. My shoes were always fly. So, you know, I was in school. I was really popular. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's really, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I get, um, I often get asked the question of like, so what, like what group of kids did you fit in with in high school? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like everybody. <laughs> everybody, and, and I think people want you to have this conversation. They want a response. I think sometimes, like, man, yeah. because that's 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 some people's story, and I understand that, but right. that's not everybody's story. Um, right. But I think for the most part, people want to hear. You know, when I was in school, nobody really talked to me, and 
and um, I was a loner, and I was by myself, and that's just not my story. I wasn't a loner. I had a group of people that was always with me, that was always helping me. I had some really great friends. I was involved. I did everything, and um, it, it was, I had fun. I had lots right. of fun. I had lots of fun, and even in college, when I went to college, I went by myself when I went to a big university, uh, UTA. My sister went maybe a year, and then we moved out. And um, I, I was going by myself. So I developed these friendships in college by myself. And then at that level, became very popular on campus because I'm in everything. I'm, I'm, I'm in all mm-hmm. types of, you know, just organizations and, and groups. And I'm, I did a pageant. I mean, I was just doing everything to, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be involved and I wanted to try everything. So even in college, you know, people were very open and accepting of me and you know just yeah. love to be around me yeah and it's, <laughs> yeah and that's really I, I mean I I'm I'm loving this conversation and um even with you saying you know you developed close relationships back when you were you know 13 or 14 years old and um you know still maintain those friendships to today and uh, as we're talking my phone just lit up and I looked over and saw it was um my best friend from uh, middle school. We've known each other since we were 14. We'll be 39 this year. And she just had a baby. She sent me a text message. We talk every day. Um, you know, so I'm just like, I get that. Like that really, <laughs> like I get yeah, it. Yeah, like, my, my best friend until this day, um, I met her in the seventh grade. So we were 13. And yeah. um, we're, we're both uh, 33 now. And uh, she's been my best friend since then. And, and most of my friends that I know now were, during that time frame where we just developed those, you know, long-term relationships. Yeah. And it's really, I think that's really important. Um, you know, in addition to what we're taught, you know, within our family circles and our, in our home of, um, you know, uh, not being deterred from, uh, reaching our, our goals and things in life, but also, uh, surrounding ourselves with people outside of our home who, mm-hmm. you know, give us, give us that support. And that, again, that goes back to you know, anybody, you know, whether you were born different or, or not um, with a disability or not, it's just, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with good and positive people who mm-hmm. believe in you, who you believe in, you can, you know, mm-hmm. encourage each other and, and lift each other up, I think is, uh, you know, so important for, um, for people to realize, and then you can, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, maintain these 20, 25 year relationships with people, which mm-hmm. is really, uh, you know, really great, uh, really great to, to see uh, that mm-hmm. other people, uh, you know, other people have that experience as well. Yeah, it's, and it's important, like I mentioned, and I think for, for the, for lots of times, people don't, people want to get to know you, you know, mm-hmm. people want to, to know about you. People want to, um, you know, learn, want to be your friend. But I think that sometimes when with, within our, our families, um, our close people want to protect us so bad and think that because think people are going to hurt us. So there are some cruel people in the world and we know that. Um, but I've learned that people really just want to, they want to know you. And um I just, and I wanted to know people, you know, I I wanted to be out. I I was very social, like the person in, in, in my spirit and in my heart, it was a social person that loved people, loved to be around people and loved to have fun. And this, 
this body that I was born in couldn't, wasn't going to take that away from me. You know, we, we were going to experience that together. I, I was going to come out this shell and leave this body in a room like a snake or it was going to come with me. So it, 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 I learned that people really just wanted, they wanted to get to know me. My friends were, they helped me uh, when I needed help. Um, they would be so mad at me. They would be like, can we help you a little bit? Like, is there something that we can, can you just let us help you do something? Like, can we do something <laughs> for you, please? Can we, can, we, can we do something for you, please? They would just, I would go, no, I got, I got, they got tired of me saying, I got it, I got it. Can we just help you a little bit? Like, you know, so I, I just know that just to, for if there are any, like, you know, parents who are, are raising, you know, people who are someone that's born different or has a physical difference, um, I, I just think that it's really important to not shelter them from the world because there there are some people in the world who really want to to love them, who really want to befriend them, and um, you know who 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 can and who have the capacity to see beyond a physical difference. Right. And that was yeah. you know that's something that was important for me that I learned. Yeah, that is I I love that. That is so um, so true for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so I, I would like to shift, uh, the conversation a little bit back to body positivity. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, as I said, I watched some of your uh, videos, I watched some of your videos that you have online with, uh, the Born Different show. And I saw one of your episodes where, um, you mentioned something, uh, something to the effect of you like to dress up Mm -hmm. and you like to dress nice, um, you know, because you, you think you called it a distraction, um, mm-hmm. you know, which it's so, so funny. I relate it to that so much because I get so many compliments sometimes, you know, if I'm dressed up nice, I'm like, oh, wow, you look really nice. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we, you know, I'm in a wheelchair, but I dress nice, you know. But I- <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I dress nice, you know, it's, it's really, um, <laughs> but I, I think, and, and I also, I think for me, I, I'll say for me, you know, it does, it makes me feel good. Like, so mm-hmm. body, you know, body positivity, I know a lot of times it's focused on women, um, but for men, it can also be an issue. And for men who have disabilities, I think, um, you know, that's something that's not really talked about too mm-hmm. too often, or it's not talked about a lot or, uh, you know, in big in big settings where mm-hmm. it's, it's a well-known topic. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what, was there any specific thing that made you uh, want to focus your, uh, your organization on that, uh, that topic of, of body positivity? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and what you stated, it's feeling good about yourself. It helps to boost your spirits. You know how, I know, I know for, for a woman, and it's probably the same for a man, just, just different. Where some days I'm like, let me, if you're feeling a slump, I'm like, let me get cute today. Let me comb my hair and put on some makeup and, and just, just get cute today. Cause you feel it, it, it definitely does boost um, your confidence, your self-esteem, your spirit. Um, it does. Um, but when I had mentioned about, you know, dressing up, I, it wasn't dressing up and looking cute wasn't something I used as a distraction. It seemed like a distraction oftentimes because sometimes mm-hmm. I would be out and I would catch people staring and in my head, I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, here we go. <laughs> Trying to prepare myself for, so what happened? And so they'll come up to me and they'll be like, 
I, I know I was over there staring, but your hair is so pretty. <laughs> and it'll be something like so different. Like, who does your hair? Or you look, I just want to tell you that you look really cute. And I think that for people, it and I think what it does, it, it reminds you once again that this is a this is an entire human being in this mm -hmm. wheelchair. Like this is a person. This is not, you know, this this is a human. And it makes people realize that because now they can relate to something about you. You know, that you're finding yourself like, oh man, she's just like me. She like what I like. Okay, I like that shirt. Who does her mm -hmm. hair? This is somebody that's like you, that thinks like you, and that's living in this world like you are so that's what i said for sometimes for people it, it distracts it i guess it doesn't distract them but it brings them to realize this a human being that i'm looking at it does it, it brings it back to um to to the human side of all of us mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. like you know like you said they they like your hair or you know they like your shirt and it's like oh where'd you get that that dress from or you know or mm -hmm. uh you know or or you know, oh, I really like the way that you coordinated your shoes with something. It, it's really, it brings it back to a normal conversation mm -hmm. outside of, like you said, outside of, oh, so what happened to you? So what happened to you? So it, yeah. it really just takes it like, I, you know, it, it takes the conversation to something that, you know, to something human. It, you know what I mean? To, like, like girls do, we always, I'm pretty sure people do it, but I think girls openly are like, girl, you look cute. You know, and I, it just, it takes it back to, just like you said, just being a human being. And, um, but I don't necessarily dress up, you know, for people and get my hair done for people. I just, that's what I like to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll sit, I'll sit in the house and, and still, you know, have a, I'll sit in the house with a full face of makeup and just take, just so I can take pictures on Snapchat. So, <laughs> that's from, that's from me. So, you know, I, right. I do that for me and it's, and it's, you know, it's awesome when people appreciate that, but at the end of the day, it's, it's for me because it makes chastity feel good. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's so funny. I, um, you know, found myself for the last few months staying in the house a lot. Um, you know, and I haven't been, um, I wear braces. I haven't been putting them on every day because I'm not going out. So I don't need to put them on. They're heavy and, and, and um, very annoying. But, you know, some days, like you said, it's like you do, you want to get dressed up and, you know, put on a, a, a decent shirt and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, I'll walk past my dresser and I'll put on, you know, cologne or something. I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere, but. <laughs> put on that cologne. You know, the cologne Ooh. makes you, makes you feel good. And the, you makes know. You feel good. Yeah. So it, it's really, um, it, it's really something to, uh, it's something I, I never really thought about as far as like the body positivity uh, you know, for myself, but it, it is because it's, you know, sometimes, you know, my legs are, are different sizes and, um, you know, but just, um, and, and just the way like my body feels sometimes it's like, you know, it's part of my diagnosis and I know that, but then it's still just like, oh my God, this is annoying. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's literally a pain, like it's just, um, mm -hmm. you know, but, but like you said, getting to a point where, um, where you can fully accept the the body that you have, the body that you're in, you know, for everything, everything that it is, the good, the bad, and the the ugly, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's just really, um, I think it's very important to uh, have that, have that conversation and, you know, help people get through that and get to a point where, um, you know, where they can be accepting. I had a conversation with someone um, 
yesterday, I believe it was, uh, who I don't know, I was connected to them through someone else and they are recently uh, new to being a wheelchair user. <clears throat> They're an adult and uh, they're recently new to it, like uh, the last few months. They have uh, become a wheelchair user. <clears throat> and in our, um, in our brief conversation, uh, they kept using the word, the word wheelchair bound. And I was talking to them for maybe, maybe 10 minutes. And, you know, and I said, hey, I said, it might not work for you. I said, and that's okay. I said, you know, but for me, what I found if if I can change the way that I do the self-talk of, you know, not, not thinking of being wheelchair bound, but being a wheelchair user, um, because your condition, you'd be doing a lot less if you didn't have the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can do a lot more that, that you have the wheelchair. So, you know, just the thought you might want to consider changing that self-talk of, you know, feeling confined or bound to the mm -hmm. wheelchair. Um, and just say, you use a wheelchair. I mean, I'm a wheelchair user. I have to use a wheelchair to get around. And it, it really, for me, it, it changed the way that I thought about it as well, because, uh, you know, you hear uh, different, different phrases of, you know, the wheelchair actually gives me freedom and, and it really does. I'm allowed, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I can do a lot more things in my wheelchair than oh. I can do <laughs> I yeah. totally agree. And I was one of those people who, because I wanted to, I felt like the wheelchair, you, I felt, I did not want to be, I didn't want to be handicapped. I didn't want to be a disabled, you mm -hmm. know? So anything that I felt would associate me with that, I, I didn't want to be a part of it. So I literally didn't use a wheelchair for a very long time. I remember in high school, my, like our principal had to sit me down and say, we need you in your chair. Something happens to you. We need you out of the school quickly. So mm. like bring your wheelchair to school. So I was like, okay, so let me tell you what I started doing. I brought the wheelchair to school, right? <laughs> I had a friend, like one of my friends, when it was time to go from class to class or whatever, I put my backpack in the wheelchair and my friend, I would walk alongside the wheelchair and my friend would like just push it or they would be in it. But I'm, I'm like, y'all say keep the wheelchair with me. So if something happened, we'll just get in the wheelchair real fast. Right. I was just so, <laughs> I was so anti the wheelchair. And, and it really, and I shouldn't have been because that was, that for one, it, that it could have been a situation where I needed to get out quickly. Thank, thankfully it wasn't, but it made mm -hmm. sense. So as I got older, especially when I got into college, um, my sister, she, she stopped going. You know, she started to work more, so she wasn't there to, you know, push me to all these classes. I had this electric wheelchair at home that I wasn't using because, again, I'm like, I don't need a wheelchair. And what that wheelchair did for me, that electric chair, when I first, when I started to use it, I started to use this public transportation system in my city so I could get to school by myself. I didn't have to worry about her taking me, picking me up. It allowed me to if I wanted to go to different meetings and with organizations, I could do it. I joined a choir. I did a pageant. I did a full pageant, uh, Miss Black and Gold. Uh, I did that pageant in 2010 in my wheelchair. And it was probably the best thing I could have ever done. And I'm and I, the whole time I'm thinking, what else could I, could I have done in this wheelchair that I mm -hmm. ran away from it because I didn't want to be disabled. The whole time I was dissing my ability. Like this whole thing, could have you know 
this this thing set set you up to do so much and i guess you just the stigmas of certain things got in my head about it and i think that's really important for us to get out of our own heads and not to live off of you know how people feel about wheelchairs people in wheelchairs because that that device became a part of me we named it it was yellow and black we named it the bumble beast all my friends in college <laughs> that's what they would call it where's the bumble beast where's the, we had a name for it. It, it it was a part of it was a part of me and it just elevated me to do so much and you know from what i but i had to get out of my head and not make it a, a stigma or that now because i'm in this wheelchair i'm all of a sudden going to become this you know unable to do anything and it it basically just allowed me to it opened up so many doors and so many opportunities for me with this wheelchair and you know and but I what you were saying about just kind of self-talk and just how you see things like that you're not you know don't dish your ability and that's where the whole slogan that I see all the time like don't dish my ability like don't count out what you can do and even the wheelchair like you're telling your friend wheelchair bound or you know wheelchair user I call myself wheelchair babe you know wheelchair you know what I mean you just have to <laughs> <laughs> wheelchair babe is what I call myself I, mean, I got a whole suit honey and everything has a wheelchair babe on it and it's just like you have to you have to own it you know you have to own it and it's a part of you but it definitely isn't something that keeps you bound it, it, it definitely does create so many other freedoms for you yeah and I love I, I wanted to bring that up I'm glad you brought it up about your um <laughs> And sending emails back and forth with you to arrange this, I saw your your tagline of "Don't diss my ability," and um, I really love that because um, one of my goals in creating my Our View company is to change the tone of conversation mm -hmm. about disabilities. So, um, like like you just said, don't don't discount what I'm able to do. Um, you know, I, I have trouble walking and um, I wear, you know, the braces and the crutches. I use a wheelchair, but I can do a whole lot of other things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, like, <laughs> and like you said before, it's like a lot of people like me and I'm a lot of fun and I, you know, we do, we do a lot of fun things. So mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, so I, I think that's really uh, a really great line for, uh, you know, don't diss my ability. I, I really like that and can appreciate it because I really want to uh, you know, through this podcast and through telling uh, the stories of others, I want people to, um, you know, see what those who live with disabilities are able to do. Mm -hmm. um, because oftentimes it's such a negative, um, there's a negative uh, feeling around people who have disabilities. And I, I want to help, you know, help get that stereotype out of people's heads and, and just, um, you know, to help change that conversation when you hear or see someone who has a disability just to you know focus on positive things and what they're able to do because it, it ends up being so much more and uh, it ends up being a, a lot of times it ends up being a lot of the same things that you enjoy yourself <laughs> you Most have a lot time. of things in common <laughs> yeah you have so much in common when you you know it, you just have to you know get out of your own head with society and certain stereotypes and certain stigmas that you think you see and, and and it goes back like you had like we were talking about earlier in the conversation it goes back to representation mm -hmm. when you think about you know people th when you watch movies and you think about shows and you just think about the things that we see in the media and you think hmm 
you don't see when you do see people like yourself they are you know they're not represented properly yeah they even still don't look like me <laughs> they don't look like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even with people with little people you know movies they're they're these either these magical figures or they're people who are people you know don't think that they're actually real and you know something that's caught for comedy and so right. it's just really important to be represented properly yeah i think that is um so important and um necessary like it's time like right now is <laughs> is the time to yeah. uh, help and start you know to help change that uh for sure i think it's uh you know long overdue for sure because like you said even even if you do see someone who is supposed to represent you they still don't look like they you. still don't yeah. they don't they don't look like you they don't you know you you still can't identify with them because it's not it's like this is not my it's not how I am that this person doesn't it's just there needs to be so much more representation of people who real people who happen to just be born different and and that's what I like about the born different show because it does allow you to, to be you know to see that there are so many people who are just living normal lives mm-hmm. and you know just living it their own way you know so right representation is super important yes so um i i truly enjoyed this conversation with you and I just have one more question uh, before I let you go and that is um, besides everything or in addition to what we've already said (laughs) what is (laughs) what is something that you would want the world to know about people who live with disabilities just just on a basic level that they're people I -hmm. think that it's so important to understand that people who are not like you are still people yes they're human they have feelings they have emotions they have hearts their sisters their their brothers their mothers fathers wives husbands like these are people they're working they paying bills they paying taxes you know these are Mm -hmm. when you you need to see people as people you know a person with a a, just just an adjective that's a you know but it's not who that person is you know what i mean that just learning to get beyond move beyond the 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 chair move beyond you know missing limbs or or whatever that that's a person it's it's a real person and you have to see treat people like you on want to be treated in this world that we live in of being born different you and i the goal the thing is how would you want somebody to treat you you know what i mean like yeah. I want people to know that I'm of a real person, you know, I'm not in, in, in this, in this magical world or I'm not in a, a comedy book. I'm, I'm a real working woman, you know, balancing being a mother, balancing being a sister. Uh, I mean, a, a daughter, balancing being a sister, balancing relationships, friendships, you know, it, it just is normal. Normalcy mm-hmm. is what I want people to to try your best to get to know a person and move beyond you know what happened to to hey how you doing you know what I'm you don't I don't even just cancel that why does it matter why I don't have hands I just don't yeah. like, I don't even understand why that it doesn't, right. that shouldn't even matter like why do you why don't you it that that doesn't matter you know just move beyond what you see and just try to see a person a, a human being in front of you is what I want people to know I want people to give 
people the ability to be humans. Yeah, and that's, um, I thank you for that answer. And I, I, love, um, I love that answer. And as I said in the beginning, I'd like my guests to introduce themselves. And um, I do school presentations. Um, I haven't done any this year, of course, because of COVID-19. But um, when I introduce myself to the students, I always start off with things that you just said, like, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm an uncle, I'm a friend, you know, and I say all these other things. And then I say, oh, yeah, and I, I was born with spina bifida, you know, and I have to right. use a wheelchair to get around. And just watching the kids, like, you know, like the kids, you can tell they're waiting for the explanation about why I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm, I'm saying like a list of, you know, eight or 10 different things. And, you know, I talk about, you know, my job as the executive director of a nonprofit and I say all these other things and they're just like waiting for it. And it's the very last thing I say, like, oh, and I have spina bifida. I was, uh, I, have, I have to use a wheelchair, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, what's spina bifida? So then that starts the whole conversation. And then every now and then we'll get, you know, well, you said you're a brother. How many, how many brothers and sisters do you have? And you right. know, well, you're an uncle. Like, well, do you have a niece or a nephew? And <laughs> yeah. so it, it really, it does, it brings back to what you said. It brings us back to all being human. And it's, mm -hmm. those are things that people can really relate to, mm -hmm. you know, because those they're somebody's the son or daughter and they're somebody's, exactly. you know, nephew. And, and so it's like, oh, wow, cool. Like, <laughs> exactly. So it, yeah, it's really, um, really important to just bring it back to all of us being human and, and back to what you said too, about, you know, somebody complimenting, complimenting you on your hair, you know, where you're thinking like, oh gosh, they're staring at me and they're going to, here we go again kind of thing. And it's just like, oh, I like your hair. Or I like what you're wearing. And so it really is um, important uh, to, to be kind to everybody, I think is, uh, yeah, super important. you know, it's something that we, say all the time but I think it's very important to uh you know to make sure that that we do stay calm uh, stay kind to uh, mm -hmm. others and um and just really um treat people how we want to be treated I think that's a very good uh very good thing uh for all of us to keep in mind uh during this uh time in life and um I can cannot thank you enough for your time today thank um, you yeah can you um can you just share with uh, the listeners where they can find you on social media to follow you and um, any websites or any other uh, pieces mm -hmm. of information where they can find your uh, videos and, and things on uh, YouTube? Yeah, so um, you can visit my website. Uh, it's www.chasingchastity, and chastity is C-H-A-S-S-I-D-Y.com. Um, um, you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, Chasing Chastity. Um, and on Facebook, I also have a Facebook page, Chasing Chastity as well. So all of it is that, my tagline to make it easier to locate me. Um, but, you know, you can message me. Um, I have merch, t-shirts, um, and just blogs and videos on my website as well. So um, I'm very, I'm very open. So I'm always looking to meet new people. <laughs> Yes, and I appreciate you. Um, Thank you. Getting, yeah, I appreciate you getting back to me so quickly and uh, for arranging this time and, and uh, you know, having this conversation. I, I really appreciate it and I've uh, learned so much and I've uh, been inspired by you and just, uh, you know, to, to just do better and to um, the importance of remaining kind and um, mm -hmm. just bringing it all back to being human, I think is mm -hmm. something that we can uh, 
all relate to and all be reminded of. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, I will thank be in you. touch with you soon. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate I had fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. I had fun too. <laughs> thank you. You have a good day. Uh, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day as well. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Our View podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. New episodes will be released on the 15th and 30th of every month. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. Do you want to help change the tone of conversation among your family and friends? Head over to our website for some Our View merchandise. Our website is www.our-view.com forward slash merchandise. I thank you for listening. Have a great day and take care.